Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Do you like sports? Cause we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sport Shack. Sport Shack. It's Sport Shack. Today marks one of the most difficult decisions that I've ever made here at Michigan State. Every February since 2007, I have reset this program in preparation for, for the next year's challenges. After much reflection, discussion, and prayer with my family, I feel that now is the time for change as we enter into a new decade of Michigan State football. Family Broadcasting Corporation in association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. And we hit the record button on episode 189. You mean the Lefty Gomez episode? Lefty Gomez. Former pitcher for the Yankees and Senators. Seven-time All-Star Hall of Famer Lefty Gomez. Won 189 games in his big league career. That's what I always uh, hoped for when I played Little League. I was an outfielder, and I, I was good. I, I caught the ball. But I always was a little jealous of the control of any kind of pitcher. I just never had that kind of control or speed. But, man, I've always been impressed with a, a pitcher, no matter how old, that can bring it, you know? Yeah, and uh, Lefty was terrific. He was an all-star every year between 1933 and 39. Uh, then had an arm injury in 1940 and was never really the same after that. But boy, he was he was dominant from 33 to 39. I'm gonna guess he was a lefty. Yes, he was. And uh, isn't lefty such a great nickname compared to righty? Lefty's so I've much. Never heard anybody called righty. I haven't either. I like me a lefty. And he is the he is the person who is attributed with the phrase "I'd rather be lucky than good." Oh, okay. Here we go. Well, let's get into it here. Uh, Michigan State football. Let's start there. Well, that's the uh, that's the big sports story of the day. Mark D'Antonio yesterday stepping down as head coach of the Spartans after 13 years. The timing of this is questionable indeed. Uh, D'Antonio will try to tell you that he uh, may, would review the program every year in February. 
How convenient, after you get your $4.3 million payout for being the head coach on January 20th. Let's review the program in February. Oh, I've got enough money. I'll step down. Also, how convenient, stepping down hours after it comes out that I'm being named in a civil suit uh, by my former recruiting coordinator who is suing me over allegations that I did not do enough due diligence on the sexual conduct of players I was recruiting, uh, one of whom he was told was a sexual predator, and then literally days after he shows up on campus is arrested for sexual assault. So I'm not trying to necessarily besmirch Mark D'Antonio. I'm trying to give you an accurate representation of all the things that play into this. Was he a good football coach? He's the winningest football coach in Michigan State history. Had an 8-5 and five record against Michigan. After the famed Mike Hart little brother comment back in the early part of the decade, when Mark D'Antonio responded to that by saying pride goes before the fall and then beats Michigan four straight years, uh, D'Antonio had it rolling for a while up in East Lansing. Took him to the college football playoff. And since then, the bottom has dropped out. For the last four years, they have not been much of a factor in the Big Ten at all. And so it probably was time for him to go. And a lot of people expect the current Cincinnati head coach, Luke Fickle, to be the front runner for the job in East Lansing, although I think you could also take a look at the former Giants coach, Pat Shermer, or the current pit coach, Pat Narduzzi, as possible candidates as well. When you look at that job position, Chuck, is that something you can really thrive in? Or, oh, man, you got a lot of work to do when you go to East Lansing. Here's the problem with coaching at Michigan State is they have always, I believe, had the chip on their shoulder uh, being kind of behind the University of Michigan in terms of recognition. You know, now Michigan State had some great teams with Duffy Doherty in the 60s, and D'Antonio did a great job with them. Shoot, Nick Saban coached there for a while. But when you think of college football in the state of Michigan, I think the first name that comes to mind is the University of Michigan and then Michigan State. You are also in a division where you have to compete with Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. So you got your hands full. Mm Mm-hmm. It is not like being in the Big Ten West where, okay, it's Wisconsin, Iowa, Purdue. Um, that's that's a little bit easier road to navigate than the one in front of the Spartans most of the time. Okay. So is it a tough job? Yeah, it's a tough job. Can you win there? Mark D'Antonio showed that you can win there. Can you win there without selling your soul? I don't know. Okay. Let me set the mood. You're walking into a, a back room full of smoke, and there's a card table, and the cards have been dealt, and you got some major baseball uh, high ups getting ready to do some deals. That's how I felt you reading the story this morning. Ah. Or maybe it's a better room of, with ventilation. I don't know. But it just feels like, all right, who you got? I got this. You got that. Let's take this. Let's do that. You, you probably have the view of what it used to be like. Um, now these days with all the... Uh, sabermetricians and the analysts 
and um, the people that come from Ivy League schools involved, it's probably much more clean cut than that. It's somewhere between what you see, uh, what your vision is, and then it kind of moves forward to Billy Bean and Moneyball, and now it's it's a lot of guys like the Jonah Hill character okay. in Moneyball. Okay. Uh, and what Corey is talking about is the fact that there was a huge deal consummated last night in Major League Baseball, a three-team deal between the Dodgers, the Red Sox, and the Minnesota Twins. And I'm still trying to piece together what the Minnesota Twins are doing involved in this deal. But the main character is Mookie Betts, the 2018 MVP, star of the Boston Red Sox, face of the Boston Red Sox for the last couple of years. He's leaving Boston and going to the Dodgers. And he's taking with him, while he is being sent with, David Price, a veteran pitcher who started his career with um, Tampa Bay, moved to the Tigers, then to the Red Sox, now going into the National League to play for the Dodgers. So it's bets and price to the Dodgers. Pause button. Is that that big of a culture shock going from the Red Sox to the Dodgers? Or is it there's so many, uh, so much baseball and road games that you don't really – it might be team atmosphere, but is it that big of a change for a player? I don't think the Boston to L.A. thing is that big a deal because these players come from all over and right. and they they know that most of the time in their career they're going to move around. Okay. And you're going big city to big city. It's not like you're going from, um, oh, say Tampa Bay, a market where it's a, it's considered a smaller market, or, or St. Louis, uh, a market that is a smaller market where I think the media is very protective of its players. And then if you were to go to Boston from St. Louis, to me, that's a culture shock. Okay. But going from Boston to L.A., no big deal. Okay. So Betts and Price go to the Dodgers. The Dodgers get an outfielder by the name of Alex Verdugo, who filled in for A.J. Pollock last year when he got hurt. And they get this uh, flame-throwing prospect. The name's there in front of you. Is it uh, Kenton Maeda? No, no. Kenton uh, Maeda is going to the Twins. Bruzdar Getterall? Bruzdar Getterall is a uh, hard-throwing pitching prospect, has been in the minor leagues. A lot of people think that he has the potential to be a big league star. And so that's what the Dodgers are giving up to get bets in price. It would seem as though the Dodgers get a steal here. And many people believe that the Dodgers may have just wrapped up the World Series, uh, that they're that they're the favorites now to go there from the National League, and it's hard to argue with that. Hmm. They do have two MVPs in their outfield, in Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts. So hard to argue with the fact that that Dodger lineup is going to look very formidable to opposing pitchers this year. And what was your earlier comment? Like, how does Minnesota fit into this, or why? Is that the question? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that part out. And maybe that'll get fleshed out as today goes on. Um, But the Twins have put together an interesting pitching staff this year. Remember, they were a team that has uh, six sluggers on its team with 30 homers or more. So Minnesota trying to beef itself up in the American League pennant race as well 
And quite honestly, along with Houston, which there's going to be a lot of question marks about the Astros this year, given the fact that they no longer have Garrett Cole and that the whole sign-stealing thing, how will that affect them? I think Minnesota might be the best challenger to the Yankees this year in the American League. But right now, if you had to judge the favorites in Major League Baseball going into 2020, it would be the Yankees in the American League and the Dodgers in the National League. And I'm not sure Major League Baseball is all that disappointed in that. Follow-up baseball question, Chris Bryant. If you could gauge from the outside perspective of where you sit, what do you think his emotion is right now with what's going down? Ten being a, I am peed off. One being, what it is what it is, let's play some ball. Well, right now it's probably an eight because he can't play any ball. You know, he can't play ball until spring training starts. Right. Um, And so right now all he's got to dwell on is the fact that he lost his arbitration case with Major League Baseball. He heard a lot of stuff from the Cubs during that arbitration case that he didn't like, which which is the nature of an arbitration case. Uh, But that that doesn't make it any easier for somebody to sit there and listen to the reasons why you shouldn't be given your way. Right. And there's a lot of talk that here in these next two weeks before spring training starts, the Cubs will try to deal Chris Bryant so that they don't have an unhappy player on their hands. Hmm. Now, Chris Bryant doesn't become a free agent because of that arbitration case until the end of the 2021 season. So he really doesn't have any options. The question is, do the Cubs want a malcontent or somebody who at least could be a malcontent in the locker room? Uh, There are a lot of teams... I think the three teams that make the most sense for Chris Bryant to go to would be the Washington Nationals. They lost Anthony Rendon, their third baseman, to free agency in the offseason. So that would be one. Um, The Atlanta Braves need a third baseman, and Bryant would really solidify the middle of their lineup. And the Colorado Rockies, because they have a third baseman in Nolan Arenado who is unhappy with their team. So why not just trade Chris Bryant for Nolan Arenado? I don't know what the Cubs will do, uh, but that's that would be the speculation for where Chris Bryant could wind up. The fourth team, if you want to throw him in, would be the Phillies because Chris Bryant's best friend is probably Bryce Harper. And they've talked a lot of times before about trying to play on the same team. Okay. Could a team come in and pay out the Cubs – the remaining part of that contract and then obviously give him a paycheck on top of that? Could somebody do that? Could you? Yeah. Financially, it's not going to be appealing Yeah, for for teams to do that. And for the Cubs, they, they need pieces. You know, if you give up Chris Bryant and you replace him with David Bodie at third base, <laughs> that's, not, that's not an equivalent move there. So they need pieces, and they need pitching. And I think that's going to have to be part of any deal that brings Chris Bryant to another team is the Cubs are going to have to get a, a legitimate starting pitcher out of it. Okay. You ready to shift to basketball? You sure. Do that? Let's go to high school basketball. The girls' tournament began last night. Uh, well, let's just go right down through the classes. So in 4A, Elkhart Central and Elkhart Memorial played for the final time ever. 
They did it 50 miles from Elkhart <laughs> in Warsaw because that's where the sectional is. Okay. And Elkhart Central dominated. Will Cody's got a very good team this year. Yaisha Williams scored 31 points. Blazers knock out the Chargers. They'll play Warsaw in one semifinal on Friday night. Now, that sectional continues tonight with a couple of good matchups. Concord and Goshen, pretty evenly matched up teams there. Uh, they go head-to-head in the first game at Warsaw tonight. And then Pan, the favorite, 22 wins for Christy Kineski Ulrich's team, taking on a Northridge team that played one of the toughest schedules in the state of Indiana. They're below 500, but I made the comment when the pairings came out. I don't think Penn's doing any cartwheels about playing Northridge in the opening round. So that'll be the second game at Warsaw tonight. Uh, let's go into 3A. Last night, Northwood over at Lakeland holds off a strong Tippecanoe Valley team, wins 48-39. So Adam Yoder's team rolls into the second round, as does uh, Central Noble last night. Northwood will play Lakeland in a semifinal at Lakeland on Friday night. So that's not an easy game for Adam Yoder's team. They've got a they've got a very challenging road to win the sectional title over there at Lakeland. In 3A at John Glenn, Washington really struggled with a four-win New Prairie team for the first half. New Prairie gave them all they wanted for about two and a half quarters. In fact, the Cougars had the lead midway through the third quarter. Then the Panthers turned on the Jets. Mila Reynolds scored 32 points, and Washington moves on. They played Jimtown in the semifinals Friday. Jimtown only has two wins this year. So logic would tell you, you put Washington into the championship game there. The rest of the tournament unfolds starting tonight. I'm going down to scout at John Glenn. Uh, St. Joe takes on Clay. Marion plays John Glenn. Both St. Joe and Marion are favored. That's who we anticipate doing on Friday night in our 46th game of the week. And the winner of that game would then face Washington in the finals. By the way, I mentioned Mila Reynolds. She only needs six points to get to the 500-point mark for the season. There's only three other Washington girls who have done that. Charmonique Stallworth. Jacqueline Batiste, who played at Notre Dame, and a girl by the name of Skylar Diggins. Skylar Diggins, by the way, did it every year of her high school career. So that's the story in 3A. 2A, uh, South Central got a win over Rensselaer Central last night. They'll play North Newton in the semifinals on Friday. Tonight, big game between North Judson and Winnemac. We've told you before, North Judson with this player, Lily Frazier, junior, very talented, but the Blue Jays lost to Winnemac by 12 in the regular season. So even though they're ranked number nine in 2A, can they win their sectional opener? And then Fairfield really had its hands full with Prairie Heights last night, but they survived. Now they have to face a strong Bremen team from the Northern Indiana Conference in the semifinals on Friday night. And in 1A, uh, quite frankly, a pair of dreadful games last night. Culver beat West Central by about 21 and then Argus beat Triton 22-18. to That was the final score. North of the border? Benton Harbor does what Benton Harbor does. They win. Uh, they steamrolled South Bend Clay last night, 78-55. Lakeshore also wins. They got a nice bounce back from those two defeats that they suffered last week. Sean Schrader's Lancers uh, move on with a five-point win over Gull Lake. I say move on. They're not in the tournament yet. Uh, this was boys' action up in Michigan last night, but still a, a strong win for Lakeshore last night. 
Let's step up into college basketball, Chuck. Ooh, rough night for the Michigan teams. And I, I don't know if Michigan State was distracted by everything going on with D'Antonio and that kind of cloud hanging over things. Uh, but Tom Izzo's team hasn't really played that well in recent weeks, and they lost last night to Penn State at home, 75-70. Now, Penn State's ranked in the top 25. But to have them come into the Breslin Center and win, that's got to leave a sour taste for the Spartans. And so that knocks Michigan State out of first place in the Big Ten, which means Illinois is all alone in first place in that league. Meanwhile, Ohio State beat Michigan 61-58 after that really strong start where Jawan Howard's team started 8-0. It is slip-sliding away. Um I saw a bracketology yesterday that still had Michigan in the NCAA tournament, but as you watch them, that becomes harder and harder to believe. Hmm. Uh, there are some people that believe the Big Ten, which the Big Ten has 14 teams in it now. That's why it's called the Big Ten. Um, anyway, the Big Ten has 14 teams. 12 of them, one bracketologist believes, will make the NCAA tournament. I tend to agree with Jay Billis, which I don't do a lot. But he mentioned last night he thinks 10 Big Ten teams will probably make the NCAA tournament. I could see Michigan sliding out of that group the way they're playing right now. Big game in the Big Ten tonight. Iowa, which has been red hot and now finds itself in the thick of the conference race. Fran McCaffrey's team goes into Mackey Arena. You never know. The The Boilermakers are Forrest Gump, the box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get from them, which makes it entertaining to tune in tonight at 7 and find out on 103.1 FM. Also, Notre Dame tonight goes for win number five in the Atlantic Coast Conference when a woeful um, pit team comes to Purcell Pavilion. Uh, from a pop culture standpoint, and believe me, folks, we're not going to get into any politics on this show, even though nope. a lot of people talking about the State of the Union and I don't even all know that how stuff to talk last about night. That stuff. Well, that's probably best. Mm-hmm. Um, anything going on pop culture-wise? I, I want to save Oscar talk for Friday. Okay. I want you to do your Oscar. Is that this weekend? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Glad that I could keep the pop culture guy abreast of what's going on in pop culture in this segment of the show. Um, <laughs> but since those are handed out on Sunday night, I would like your Oscar picks on Friday. All right. I'll work on Friday's list. I feel pretty good about it. I've seen a good amount of stuff, and then the nominees, when they came out, I went and tracked down a couple of movies to watch to go, all right. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. We both saw this morning on the monitor in the studio that uh, both Shakira and J-Lo have had a huge boost in their quote-unquote music sales uh, since the halftime show on Sunday. And you made a comment that I I will ask the question now because you said, oh, they still sell music? How do um, people like J-Lo or Shakira or any musical artist get paid from quote-unquote record sales with all the streaming and things that go on these days. Yes. Well, you know, back in the day, and this is just a couple of years ago, I would buy my songs on iTunes, okay, or Amazon, depending on if there was a sale. And they've moved to all streaming service. You can still buy them. you got to go hunt for it on iTunes, but the Apple Music is the big streaming deal now. And when streaming kicked in, Chuck, a lot of the record labels, a lot of the artists were going, this this deal is so lopsided. You're making millions of dollars, Spotify, 
Pandora, uh, you know, fill in the blank. Some other subscription-based streaming, which why would you do that? And it's like we're getting this over here, pennies, pennies on the dollar, I think would be the deal. Okay. You know, and back in the day, you know, I remember reading an article about Journey getting, I think it was 10 cents a song per song on an album per sale. Wow. So if you got if you sold a record and it had 12 songs on it, what is that a buck 20? Yeah. And that was actually a great deal back in the day. Per album, you know. And they, you know, Journey albums sold really well. You know, sold what? Millions? I was just listening to a podcast about uh, Peter Gabriel of all people, really trying to crack open the solo career after Genesis. And the album So, which I think is his fourth solo album, sold 37 million copies. So, and that song, and that album had, I think, 12 songs on it. So, if so, he had the same kind of deal, yeah, you know, do the math. Well, 37 plus the uh, 0.2 multiplied by 37, then, you know, you're talking about $44.4 million. Yeah. So, now the deal is it's... I've read so many different things on the streaming. Is it per stream? Is it per a certain amount of streams? Um, artists have really gotten to get their hands around, their heads around. You're getting your music out there. You're getting your music out there. In my opinion, it's touring and merchandise now. That's the big money-making deal. So when a Shakira or a J-Lo who does a performance like that, which is let's be honest, more visual than actual musical. I'm guessing her group of people, her team, her label is hoping they'll show up to the Las Vegas residents. They'll show up to the tour if she does a tour because that's where the money's at for them. Sales-wise, Best Buy does not sell a single CD in their store, Chuck. Wow. Doesn't sell CDs anymore. I remember walking in there, and that was the first thing you saw was rows upon rows upon rows. Mm -hmm. You get a CD now, I think Walmart still sells them. You know, they got a $5 bin or whatever. I just don't buy music anymore. I, I just don't. I stream everything. Yeah. I, buy, I buy vinyl because I'm a collector, but, you know, uh, gosh, who put out a record recently? And I couldn't wait to hear it. It was one of our artists, but I'm like, I don't even know where to go to get a physical copy. I have no idea. So, you know, music sales, I'm sure they calculated it somehow. Somebody actually purchased it, but, you know. I don't know where they got it. And how much oh, Target, is that? Target does sell CDs now that I think. And how much is actually filtering back to the artist is. Right. And the mainstream artists, they make money. They make money. Oh, yeah. You know, our artists on the station that we work at, you know, they try hard. Right. You know. But the world they live in, for example, one of our artists did a cover song for their current tour. They didn't have a new record out, so it's like, let's just have something for the fans. So they went into the studio and did a cover song of Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. Yes. Production of song cost $3,500. To you and me thinking about that, it's like, wow, that's, a, that's kind of a lot of money to roll the dice on a song or whatever. In mainstream world, because of who you use and where you recorded it, et cetera, et cetera, somewhere between ten dollars and $15,000. Wow. Okay. So it's, you know, it's a different world. Uh but there's there's money to be made. Good good for J Lo and Shakira. I don't know that anybody was buying a Shakira record before Sunday. Probably not. You know, probably not. She probably did quite a bit to shake up her career, so to speak. I like what happened there. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, 
That's a Lebanese greeting. Her father was born Lebanese. That was a tip of the hat to him. Ah. That's a Lebanese thing. Yeah, it's also going to be worn out as a uh, as a gif or a meme. Um, I tried to send it to you just either yesterday or the day before. You texted me, and I was like, this deserves a Shakira meme. It's not been made yet. Oh. <laughs> Probably cost too much. Yes. I feel like we've 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 done the good for this episode. We've done what we can do. Here one fun fact to share with you about Lefty Gomez. Yes. So, here's this guy he made what? 6 or 7 straight All-Star games, I said. Uh, hurt his arm in 1940, came back in 1941, went 15 and 5. Uh, but they had they would have to bring a reliever in at the end of the game because he could only throw so long. Which shows you the difference between how pitchers are perceived in 1941 and now. Because if you went 15 and five throwing just six innings now, you'd be a star. Back then, you be he became a pariah. After the 1942 season ended, he went to work as a dispatcher with General Electric, a defense plant in Lynn, Massachusetts, making forty dollars a week. Wow. Maybe you know the answer to this. Is there a great documentary or book that you've heard of or seen of baseball during the war? Well, I would say the Ken Burns baseball documentary, if you want to just break it down into, and it's basically broken down into decades. Okay. So that would be that would be one to watch. Did you? So you watched that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very good. It's good? It's very good. Okay. Well, let's check the prime, see if it's there. Maybe so. All right. Thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. So much, Chuck. So much. That's a problem. But nevertheless, we hope you listen anyway. No, it's not. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga Lefty Gomez. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freeby and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. The Sports Yak theme song by Rhett Walker. Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Souza. Executive producer is Danae Hughes in partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at Danae at StudioDNA.media. Sports Yak Archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 